Hey, people, listen up. It's a fucking lockdown right oh, now. Come off it. We're not in a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit and no fucking redemption. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. I ain't going with you. I'll go with child. Hey, fuck you, Palmer! I'm going with you! Who says I want you going with me? All right, cut the bullshit! Because the whole world gone crazy! Hey! Everybody calm the fuck down. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Holmes Movies Recommends. I am Anders Holmes. Got it right this time. Yes, well done. You correctly said your own name. And over Zoom, I am joined by my brother, Adam, who is in the United States of America. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are Hi, you? Everyone. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Good. I don't know good. why we're talking like this, but I guess it's our good. way of coping with what's happening in the world right yeah, now. Yeah, yes. yeah. Everyone should speak very softly. Everyone. Yes. Hi. You're there at home, working from home, having a nervous breakdown. Hi. We're here for you. <laughs> we think you should watch a movie. Yes. Um, and we think you should spend a lot of time watching movies because uh, it's, a, it's a form of escape, isn't it? It's a way yeah. out. It's a way out of your own narrow little world of your building or your town or, um, you know, wherever it is, you know, that you, you know, this, this sphere that you're able to move in in a very restricted fashion. Um, the films offer us an escape and they do offer a nice sort of bite-sized 19-minute to, you know, two-hour chunk of time where you don't have to think about anything except what's happening on the screen. And... Um, I do think for all their for all the ways in which they've negatively affected our culture, I do think films are a wonderful art form, and I don't think that gets said enough. Yes. So uh, that's what I'm recommending. I'm recommending the concept of movies. Um, I'm actually Add a not drop of lavender to your bath. <laughs> yeah. Um, little book of calm. <laughs> little book of calm. Hey, doggy. Um, I um, I'm not recommending the concept of movies, although I am. I always recommend the concept of movies. I am recommending a movie. And the movie I am recommending. Am I ready to? Why? What are you doing? I'm drinking water. <laughs> okay, you just give me a funny. Look. You want to say it? You, you sometimes you want us to talk about something before I recommend things. No, it's fine. It's just okay. Nothing. Nothing okay. to say. I mean, I, I worked on a film recently, and oh, good for you. Fun. All right, no, give, no, yeah. I got um, we got stopped uh, over by the police. That was that was fun. Stopped over. What does that mean? Stopped. Oh, we, over? we got stopped by the police. Were you strip searched? No, we were basically shooting, a, filming a car scene, and we used we start we always kind of went back and forth when we were reshooting the scene again for a different take. Uh, we used a gas station or petrol station to uh, just start and then carry on again. But someone had seen us because we were driving in a van that where where we were the camera people were in were monitoring everything, and there was another car where we were shooting with the actors in a scene with a with a camera mounted to it so we were basically the car was following us with the van but then someone had kind of seen us you know a bunch of people hanging outside an empty a petrol station and thought we were robbing the place in a van, in a van. <laughs> and then the petrol with a bunch of the, equipment <laughs> with a bunch of equipment and then basically you're like, you're like the shit version of hans gruber's terrorists at the start of Die Hard. yeah basically so they, the police pulled us over and um they were like what are you guys doing we're shooting a movie oh that's cool that's nice they were so they, i mean they were really Hurry nice and, well, they were really nice and sort of like polite they were just sort of like yeah because we were you guys over at the coma petrol station yeah, yeah yeah we were there and stuff coma petrol station well it's got it's called coma or something i don't know what the name was it had coma written on the oh, coma coma C-O-M-A? Yes. 
That's a terrible name for a petrol station. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm getting the name wrong. I just remember the, the, someone's mentioned coma in the petrol station when we were. But anyway, that's just something what we happened. That's my little thing about what happened. But anyway, what's the you film got, that you... You got arrested because you were driving around in a van with a bunch of other blokes. There, there, there were women there. <laughs> anyway. Okay, great. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, because... Uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, get in the back of the van. Um, I... only had I'm a few ales. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Okay, we have to. We have to stop. Uh, I'm not recommending with Nell and I, although I always recommend that uh, people watch that film. Uh, no, I I think really in terms of escapism, um, sometimes you need a jolly good comedy, and uh, this is a perfect time to go back and revisit one of the uh, the masters of early uh, screen comedy, uh, Mr. Buster Keaton, um, who um, who is just. A, a, a beautiful man and a, and a beautiful screen presence. Um, the film I'm recommending is 1928's The Cameraman. Uh, and it's quite, it's quite widely available, actually, at the moment. It's on, on the uh, Criterion Collection. If it's in the Criterion search. Channel. And it's also um, on Amazon, I think you can watch it. Uh, you can watch it. Watch it. You can watch it on, on various <laughs> lots of... Yeah, you can watch it lots of places. And I'm sure it's available on DVD as well. So... Um, so I'm not just recommending something that you have to go and illegally download. Uh, it is. Um, we do not it, condone movie piracy. That is no, bad. Piracy. Piracy is a crime. Uh, as uh, as the. Did you remember those old adverts? Like yeah, you wouldn't the, steal a handbag. You wouldn't steal a car. And yeah, piracy is a kind. It's like you think piracy, like what, well, like you know, Blackbeard. Um, steal over your DVDs. <laughs> I'm going to sit in this theater and record a film and then sell it Arr. for a bad price. Arr. Bad Pieces quality. of eight millimeter. Pieces of eight millimeter. <laughs> Was that funny? It's on IMAX. <laughs> no, that wasn't funny. Pieces of eight millimeter is funny. Yeah, I thought it was it's super eight. Yeah. I, I, I oh fuck! The... I got right. Is it super eight or eight millimeter? Eight it's millimeter. Su- super, the, the sixteen. The sixteen millimeter. Film. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then there's eight millimeter film, which is like you know, oh, no. oh, I'm no, guessing no, no, like no. Some, I'm guessing that's uh-huh. what the Zapruder film was filmed on, or something like that. And then there's thirty, uh-huh. then there's thirty five millimeter, and then seventy millimeter, which is the stuff that Christopher Nolan shoots his films on. I'm sorry for ever bringing it up. I fucked up that joke. Your joke is now better. Um, <laughs> yes, anyway, uh, okay. no. So the cameraman, the cameraman, not film. Buster <laughs> the cameraman sitting in the crowd pirating a a, a film, but uh, the Buster Keaton film. Um, it's uh, it's a film that I th- which studio did he make it for? Um, it was it was from it was for MGM. Thank you, thank you, Letterboxed. Uh, he 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 made um, this is the first film he made at MGM. Um, I don't think this partnership lasted particularly long because Keaton was pretty much down and out by the mid thirties. But um, He's, you know, he's made a string of great movies like The General and um, Steamboat Junior, Steamboat Bill, you know, and and this is is really him at the peak of his powers. You know, he's at a major studio and he makes just the most charming, fun, beautiful little comedy. Uh, it is very short. It's under a, 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 a it's, it's, it's sixty seven minutes according yeah, to. I was going to say it's, it's under an hour and a half. It's well under an hour and a half. It's just over an hour. It's. Um, it's hilarious for a start. Um, mm. It is full of uh, great, like really genuinely uh, good uh, physical slapstick gags. Um, but it's also just very, very sweet. And his whole persona is so um, 
is so gloriously melancholy and so yes. deadpan and just but but his character is so boldly optimistic and so re just unstoppably kind and um and he just wants he just wants to do well and end up with the girl at the end of the movie and he he is he's thwarted in, in 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 increasingly sort of sad and like awful ways and often by like men who are taller than him or stronger than him but you know he 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 perseveres and he's just he's a great um i feel like a great symbol for our time um he had at one point he also enlists the help of a monkey detective and i am normally against um uh, animal gimmickry and certainly like animal cruelty in movies um but uh mm. but this is a this is a great monkey and um and so i i think uh, uh you know one of the great monkeys of cinema um and and so you know you have uh, the story is essentially uh, a hapless amateur uh, photographer decides uh, he wants to become a, a newsreel cameraman uh, in part because he falls for the girl who works in the for the woman I should say who works uh, at the news company and um, he has that there's a great sequence which um, in the film is supposed to show how um, hopeless he is because he double exposes the film and so he makes this kind of surrealistic collage that he's that's shown to all his his colleagues but it's actually just like a great obviously like because it's Keaton it's a great piece of editing and and uh, dream you know dreaming up these um these scenarios and it's just yeah he goes from one mishap to another you know he witnesses a battle between rival gangs in chinatown there's a sequence where he's uh you know taking part in a regatta that goes horribly wrong he goes at one point uh to a swimming pool uh which is um you know where hilarity ensues you know and it is just a it's just a glorious little um uh, romantic comedy um, in places and just a sort of slapstick comedy in others, all of course silent um, and, um, and 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 just you know, but but one that really I think leaves you understanding why Keaton had a, such an appeal and I think why he's a little bit more celebrated by uh, you know aesthetes or you know not cinephiles or you know pretentious people essentially like you and me they then perhaps Chaplin is because he's less of a clown yeah. he's less of a sort of look at me I'm clowning around he's more the sort of innocent victim of his own comedy and that's why you know, he never smiles he in, in any of his films he never he always he looks depressed carries, in his movies <laughs> exactly he carries this sort of hangdog expression but not depressed per se but melancholy you okay. know it's a sort of like he's he, he he's never gonna sort of laugh and and joke and so, but in, and it's the fact that his face hangs in the way it does that makes him so absolutely hilarious. And I'm not gonna say for a second that I think he's better than Chaplin. I think Chaplin is is you know astonishing as well. Like I think it's unfair to compare. It's like comparing the Beatles and the Stones. It's like let's let's just agree that both are really good. But there is a difference in Keaton than there is in Chaplin. And I think there's also a love of just the possibilities of the camera. And if you look at um, Sherlock Jr. There's that sequence where he he actually dreams that he goes into the the screen itself, and then it starts cross cutting, and on you know he's on the side of a mountain, and then suddenly he's in the middle of a street, blah blah blah, and it's very very funny, and yeah. it's um um it's great satire of particular genre um movie making um and uh you know that Steamboat Jr. Uh, Steamboat Jr. Fucking hell. Sherlock Jr. That is, and um. And you know, in this one, there's there's a degree of that as well around you know gangster pictures and so on. But um, I mean, I think really this this film is just 
making taking making and taking a great delight in in movies um and and what you can do with a camera and with editing and just and and yeah and his physical performance is unreal i mean the scene where they go swimming is is great because you realize uh quickly that he's not the sort of little like limp-wristed dweeb that he's playing in the movie like when he takes his shirt off it's like holy shit yeah you can tell this guy did his own stunts because he's got he's He's absolutely muscly but he's a tiny little lad so it's uh it makes it very um you know makes it all 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 fine um and he has um, a he has a brief cameo in uh, sunset boulevard he does have a brief cameo in sunset boulevard he did i mean he had a terrible time with um well they well mg really really Uh, fucked him over with this movie from what i've been sort of reading really i didn't they they, they took they took away his well they took away creative control over his films and you know that really you know hindered his career after that he said it late he was later to call the move to mgm the worst mistake of his career i i didn't realize it was that soon after making this film that it all went wrong for him and um i think he was very unlucky in in love as well and i think also the um um some bad decisions were made on his part and i i think yeah he did end up pretty much living you know i think he lived in a trailer at one point and stuff like that and was very you know drinking too much and but he did have this late career comeback and not comeback necessarily but he was recognized as a great in his own lifetime and celebrated in in france and in other places and of course billy wilder gave him that part in in yeah, sunset he, he received an honorary award at the oscars in 1959 there you go so yeah he, you know he did at least get that kind of redemption but um it's you know it's it's interesting that these silent comedians didn't really fully translate into the into the sound era there's lots of reasons for that you know chaplin also had you know political um leanings which makes it sound like he was just left wing but that put him in opposition to uh the dominant forces in america in the 1940s so despite making what's one of the greatest socially conscious comedies of all time in the great dictator he doesn't really do anything massive after that i mean most yeah. doesn't do very well and so on so uh, yeah i i um I, I think they do have these interesting parallel um careers and of course keaton was a protege of fatty arbuckle who was another uh well, great he, His yeah. career was ruined by you know slander and um intrigue and and not and he was wrongfully accused of well no he was wrongfully accused of murder he, he, didn't, he didn't do it um, um I remember uh, Dana Gould talking about the Fatty Arbuckle story on his podcast. Yeah, it comes up quite a lot. I think they've talked about it on. You must remember this as well. So it's worth it's worth looking up. The Fatty Arbuckle story is really um, sad and uh, but very interesting and very telling about um, you know the nature of that time in terms of how how gossip uh, and and sort of movie gossip really was a destructive force and how the magazines that perpetuated it could could do just terrible harm and the, and just the farce of this lawsuit that ruined this poor man's career yeah. um basically so, yeah. the, the yeah. pre-social media version of uh cancelled culture right right i mean yeah fatty arbuckle uh was uh yeah was wrongfully accused of murder and 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 paid with his with his career and and was he know. wrongfully accused i always thought he did do it or no he didn't do it at all the woman oh, died okay. of a pending um, okay Anyway, I'm not like t- trying to defend. <laughs> like, be the, I'm not Mr. Fatty Arbuckle here, but no, he, it was, it's famous miscarriage of justice. I mean, he, he, the trial kept being thrown out of court. It was just the fact that they kept um, coming bringing back him to it. Yeah. Ruined it. yeah, so you know, it's a little bit like some of the uh, later 
prosecutions of people in the 1950s, even if they weren't found guilty, like people like Dalton Trumbo who went to prison, but people, other people just by being constantly in the spotlight were deemed untouchable and therefore, yeah. yeah. So, and of yeah. course, Chaplin was one of those. So yeah. all to say, you know, these men whose careers have these sad ends, um, we should still watch their movies. And I think it's great that they, that they're they're around for us you know now nearly a hundred years later we can still watch uh the cameraman and it's beautifully restored and and the quality is great so yeah. I, I encourage everyone to and don't be you know i know that like comedy is a genre that often the gags don't age i really think if you're a fan of good animation if you're a fan of like sweet with a comedy with a melancholy tinge you'll love the cameraman and uh, so give it a go it's only an hour long yeah I'll definitely get it. I'll definitely check it out. And um, it's also great that we have this film and it wasn't uh, destroyed in the uh, 1965 MGM vault fire where uh, quite a lot of their old silent movies and early sound films were destroyed in a fire when an electrical short explosively ignited uh, a nitrate film stored in uh, one of their vaults. And uh, yeah, it was a big explosion and it, basically destroyed the fire destroyed pretty much the entire contents of that vault uh some of which I've heard were that before that's just it makes my skin crawl yeah a, a lot of i mean it, that was one of them and it was found uh the cameraman was found in 19, a, a cut of it was found in 1968 in uh, in paris it's weird like all these like films like the these lost movies they just show up in like the weirdest of places and we're and i was listening to the roger deacons podcast they were talking with um uh, I can't remember who who he, what his name was, but he worked for a company that restores d- films for DVDs and Blu-rays and things like that. And he says like one of the films that he really hopes to restore and hopes to find is that lost cut of the Magnificent Ambersons, which is like like Orson Welles' like original cut before it you know got you know re-edited. That would be that would be something. Also, um, I I know that there's been a lot of excitement about the Snyder cut, um, whatever the Marvel thing is. Um, DC, Adam, DC, whatever. Marvel, Uh, Spider-Man, DC's Batman and Superman. Well, I need a whole list. Anyway, uh, the I don't. I've seen the movie um, twice now. It's four hours. It's okay. We don't. I not. This it's is not. An, this is not an invitation to talk about the Snyder Cut. But what I do want to talk about is the fact that I've seen one or two people tweeting that we want to see the full five-hour cut of the Thin Red Line, and that is something I would like to see. So, if anyone, that, I would love to see that. Has whole... access to Terrence Malick or his people? I think we would all like to see the five or six or whatever hour cut it is of the Thin Red Line. Um, Maybe we'll. Films- Sorry, you go first. No, what what did you want to say? No, I was saying hopefully we'll actually see a little bit more of what Adrian Brody's role in the film because when he was filming the Thin Red Line, he actually thought he was the main character and ended up being just everyone in the film thought they were the main character. That's the genius of Terrence Malick. He was like, yeah. "You're the main character in this film. The whole film's going to be about you." And then George Clooney's in it for two minutes and he's like, "What the fuck?" And, and then, um, like, yeah, I think Mickey Rourke was really annoyed. His his role, his small role, got cut out of the film because he was really happy with his acting and stuff. And then he got really pissed off at Terrence Malick. I think a few people have been very pissed off at Terrence Malick. I can't even remember seeing Mickey Rourke in that film. It's no, too he bad. See, his whole scene was deleted. He's only in like a few <laughs> scenes, and they were all taken out. Oh, Gordon Bennett. All right. Well, anyway. Um, if you're listening, Terence, um, but um, but you know this is the thing when you watch a silent film from, and even when you watch a lot of films from the 30s and beyond, you know a lot. Of, sometimes the only reason we have them is because of things like the, you know, Scorsese's foundation. What's it called? The um, 
the I film Let me... Red Bell. I can't remember what it's called. The... But you know, Scorsese has founded a, a, a group that sort of restore uh, movies, and you know, and a lot of the time, like films are just found. You know, a cut of the film is the found film somewhere. Foundation. The film foundation uh, is you know in some attic somewhere in some vault or you know whatever, and it's just cobbled together from you know what we have left, and. Um, and that's true that's just that's just tremendous so you know watch these films because they're they're treasures and they do you know i think there's something magical in watching something that's you know nearly 100 years old um and um and i think yeah and, and that will only grow in impact i think as we go on but it, the films will only stick around and the, the services that stream them will only keep streaming them as long as people want to watch them so yeah, exactly. uh, do yourself a favor and watch some more silent movies and follow uh, movies silently on Twitter uh, because uh, uh, they post uh, really great um, content about silent films and great recommendations and show just how diverse and uh, interesting silent cinema can be. So highly recommend that. So you're been shouting out to, what are they called? At movies, movies silently? Movies silently, okay. Well, I'll, I'll yeah. add them in the episode description. Yes. That sounds good. Well, I, I, I have not seen, I've seen some Charlie Chaplin films, but I haven't seen actually any of Buster Keaton. And I know that he is very highly regarded. I even know that uh, Johnny Knoxville from Jackass is a huge fan of his. And um, I definitely want to watch that's, his a, that's an endorsement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, he, they, they even have a reference. They even make a little reference to it in one of the Jackass movies, but um, no, the, it's the bit where the building falls down and he falls through the hole and, yeah, in the window um but no i really it'd be interesting i i'm looking i would love to see more of his work and even someone like harold lloyd like any of his movies that are available as, as well harold lloyd yeah great um or even laurel and hardy or even even any of their movies if they're available oh laurel and hardy's ones are pretty well available yeah they're they come a bit later harold lloyd is, is a lot of fun um there's yeah. one called i've seen called high and dizzy which is i think about 15 minutes long it's just about he and a friend getting drunk and causing havoc which is tremendous anyway nice. um i've got to go you've got to go we've all got to go <laughs> we all got to go everyone is busy everyone <laughs> wants this pandemic to end and everyone has movies to watch thanks to us yes uh, so yeah you should check out that there's a list on letterbox where we're actually compiling all of these right yeah when you can someone, uh, you can you can check remembers to do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah thank you adam that's a nice little <laughs> dig at me actually uh, but no i'll add the uh, yes it's it's that's that is true uh but no i um i'll add the letterbox list or to the episode description so you can see the films that we've been recommending you can go back and check any of the films that we've been we've mentioned we've mentioned a uh a good list of films, you know, which it's I hope... It's a fucking weird list of films. <laughs> it's a very weird <laughs> no, list of movies. It. It's a really bizarre list. <laughs> I know, Jaws 2 is on there, and... <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to this list. Like, you've got Voodoo Saved from Drowning alongside Mid Midnight Run. You've got The Warriors alongside Carlito's Way. Barbarella yeah. alongside Out of the Past. I mean, there is no... Try and find a through line to this. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, I hope, yeah, it'll be, uh, it's, uh, uh, I, well, I, I mean, I look forward to, well, I hope you look forward to seeing what I will be recommending if we decide, if we decide to, uh, if we decide to recommend everything, anything ever again. I think yeah. we will. Yeah, we could do, we could do this until everyone is out on the streets and no one is listening to podcasts anymore because they're in the pub or in the restaurants or in, you know, going to sports or going to concerts or going to the cinema. Um, but yeah, until no, then, yeah, yeah. keep recommending films.
Yeah, I know. I mean, I just saw, I mean, some cinemas have actually opened and then the, the newest film that's come in is Godzilla versus Kong and it's made $122 million worldwide. Which is it's just pretty, it's probably it's probably shit, but people just want to sit in a different building. Yeah, so I know, but you must think like imagine Christopher Nolan just sitting there and thinking that Tenet was going to save cinemas, and he was just like, "Fuck." <laughs> no, it's Godzilla versus King Kong. All right then. Um, on that, it's the my impersonation of the Godzilla when he yells. Right. Good. Okay. Well, I think on that horrifying note, let's uh, <laughs> let's get out of here. It's a great sound. I mean, from a sound point of view, there's some lovely sound effects in those movies. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, you can follow uh, us on uh, at Home is Movies Pod. You can also find it. Uh, you can click on the link tree link in the episode district, uh, description. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher. Do check us out there and do listen to um, any of the uh, other episodes that we've been recommending, even our Bond Backwards episodes. We've got three more on the way, Goldfinger from Russia With Love and Dr. No, and hopefully, fingers crossed, No Time to Die comes out this year. Yes, that would be nice because it would be good to finish off the Bond Backwards story by going back to the beginning of the backwardsness with the most recent film. Does that yeah. make sense? Uh, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I got the idea. Uh, yeah, and also yeah. do and uh, and um, yeah. If you want to check out the bonus episode of me uh, talking about, uh, no one cares about that. Well, some people do. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. But anyway, but yes, but do check out uh, all the episodes, including us, because uh, they're a lot of fun. And also some of our old episodes that I've posted, uh, reposted, uh, Fargo and the Big Lebowski, mainly because they've had a few little anniversaries uh, this year, which is uh, pretty cool. Yes, uh, and I think we did one on Silence of the Lambs, right? Yes, we did Silence of the Lambs. That's also uh, re-uploaded. I actually really like that episode. That's a, that was one of our that was one of our fun episodes. One of the rare good ones. Okay, um, <laughs> on that note, let's get out, please. Yes, uh, yes. Have a good day. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Bye. Yeah, yeah. People forget about that and wear a mask and don't and don't whatever you do, don't be a twat. Yes, enough of yeah, enough of dumb fuckery in these days. Right, exactly. All right, bye, 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 bye.